What's up, nerds? Welcome to Nintendo Power Block for February 6, 2018. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Derry, and alongside me, as always, that retro code, Edward Farnell. Kid Nick Guy, I'm a radical ninja. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Hey. <laughs> okay, so everybody know that Kid Nick Guy, Radical Ninja, is an arcade game from Irem. Irem or Denny's? One of them. It just came out for Nintendo Switch. Well, I have well, always been a big they fan own of the rights. Game. That company owns the rights to all the Ninja Turtles arcade games and the Super Nintendo version as well. No, that was Konami. No, I, Irem owns the rights to them now. That's, wait, that's wait, that, what? That's why they were taken off. Remember, remember when uh, oh, they were taken off? I gotta hear this one. Remember when they they were taken off of uh, Virtual Console for yes. on the Wii? Irem removed them because the rights reverted back to them because Konami had the rights to them to publish the games on the uh, for the arcade versions and the. Uh, but the arcade version never came. I don't think the arcade version came out because Ubisoft had had the title, and they redid it. And they it was remade like, it. They didn't make the original version. Right, they didn't make the original versions, and those arcade versions never came out. I know because the art because uh, the arcade version was uh, Turtles Two on the NES. I know, but they were all removed because Irem owns the rights to all of them. That's why they I, were removed because because Konami wasn't doing anything with the license. Uh-huh. And then, like, you know, if you don't do something for so long with that license, you know, the license goes, like, up for bid for someone else to take. That's why Activision had it for a long time, and then Ubisoft, and, you know, now Warner Brothers, I think, holds the license now. Uh, yeah, but I, that's what I wonder. Like, but I really had nothing to do with the Ninja Turtle arcade the, games. Those orig- I know, but those original arcade games the and the NES versions of those arcade games all... Uh, but, like the publishing rights are owned by Irem now. I thought, wow, and that's why they have never been on any virtual console or like since the Wii, since they were pulled off the Wii virtual console, they have not been anywhere since. How did Irem get that? I don't know. So they so had, they I- had, they had some kind of deal, like because like Irem, like they had some kind of deal. And they they originally had the license, and they they licensed the license to Konami or something <laughs> to the arcade versions. That's interesting. Yeah. I always thought Konami had. I I thought when it first came out, Konami had the rights for just Turtles, just the video game. Mm-hmm. So the arcade version, and when it and when Ultra Games bought that first version of Turtles out, they were like two separate games. But the arcade edition came the second game, and then even like on the Super Nintendo Sega Genesis, was all it all reverted was to Konami. Konami mm-hmm. just decided to come out with that. Yeah, but like it, it's weird because like Irem still had something to do with those versions, and which is why, which is wow. why like Hyperstone Heist never came to any virtual console because like the genesis stuff was on the virtual console right and then you know that's also why turtles in time and uh the arcade game were pulled from virtual and console. like matt matt hadn't uh mm-hmm. the matt hadn't won and, and, uh, and the first and, game yeah anything, and i don't think tournament fighters never dropped neither yeah tournament fighters never came out either but like okay. all they they still like have the rights 
partial rights holders to those original games. So, wow, this is blowing my mind, dude. Like, literally. oh, trust me, I'm up on the Irem uh, Ninja Turtle stuff. Trust and see, me. I, and I, I, and see, I didn't know that because uh, when I did optional opinion about Irem, just talking about their history and their games and stuff. Like they're they're a company that a lot of people don't recognize on how big they were. Mm-hmm. And it's because like, they were, they weren't really a development development company. They were like a tech company with a publishing arm, and that's why Konami did the development. And like Irem was a partial publisher, and Konami was a partial publisher. Wow! Like they were like double published or something like. It was it was some weird partnership they had. The nineties was crazy I know, then I know. in the Japanese market because uh. we we here in America wouldn't have not known none of that unless you follow uh, Japanese culture and the arcade scene there and like mm-hmm. hearing reports because like none of EGM, none of Game Pro, like nobody reported that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and no, by the way, everybody. Um, uh, in the upcoming Arsenal X episode, Expression Pass, do check out our discussion about the Ninja Turtles. There were thoughts. Interesting. The new Ninja Turtles are. There were thoughts. It made me sad, to say the least. So, uh, But yeah, man, like because I, I wanted to buy them because I knew they were on Virtual Console because I'd played them. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I was like doing a whole bunch of other stuff that I wasn't keeping up on everything like I do now. And I was like, where are they? And I w- was looking at it. And uh, Irem, like the rights from, Con- this is when the rights were being revoked from Konami and moving to Activision. Or maybe it was it, Ubisoft. It was o- o- Ubisoft. Because they. Yeah, because they were they were remaking the arcade game. That's why. Like Konami yeah. and Irem held the, held the publishing rights to the original games and then Konami wasn't doing anything with the license, so the the Ninja Turtles license went to Ubisoft, but uh like Konami can't do anything with those original games mm-hmm. because Ubisoft has the Turtles license even though they own the rights to the game. So like it would have to be split like three or four different ways and nobody wanted to do that because nobody would have made any money off of it. Because of I see, because of well, Microsoft, iRealm, Konami, and Ubisoft. Because mm-hmm. that was the, like or the, Nintendo or whatever they whatever arm they were putting it on. So yeah, because Ubisoft, well, if it was Ubisoft and it came, to, if it came to three sixty during that time or PS three, it would be split between those. Mm-hmm. But I think they probably, would, I think some money would have been made. Um. If the I think if the arcade version came out, but if that Nintendo version would have came out, I think a lot of people would have downloaded. It. Yeah, so it was just it was like it's like this weird, like yeah. two and three way publishing rights thing. It's just like it gets really, like now like the rights are so, you're never gonna get Turtles in Time or that arcade like those original standard versions ported anywhere, or even the NES and Super Nintendo versions. Like unless you have owned a physical cartridge, yeah. But uh, no, well, yeah, but, but but no, somebody they probably dumped the ROM somewhere on the internet. Oh, it's and... on the internet. Like my cousin has it on his Super Nintendo Classic because he hacked or... it. But 
but uh yeah i'm very sad like i i i would give anything for just a port like a widescreen four-player port of the super nintendo version of turtles in time okay i'm just saying like if you could play that four players somewhere like oh man but anyways I th- yeah i still think the super nintendo version of Tur- uh, turtles in time is better than arcade oh yeah it's a thousand times better it's way better dude there's no contest uh, like I love the fact that the new levels that they added to that game Mm -hmm. um, to it. Yeah. Oh, man. Ed, what have you been playing? Um, I've been playing... uh, 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 Goodness, I'm sorry. Graceful Explosion Machines for Switch. Uh, Getting further to that. Almost done with that game. Um, Been playing a little bit more Lost Fear. Uh, Blaster Master Zero, uh, Yakuza Zero for PS, uh, PS4. Uh, just picked up Iconoclast and uh, picked up Monster World Hunters for Xbox One and PS4. So I'm installing those games at the time of the show, and uh, hopefully I will be playing more of that. Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to playing some of my backlog games. Uh, and by the time you guys. Uh, actually see this i'll be getting prepared to do bayonetta 2 for switch next week uh because man <laughs> uh, they they kind of up my hours at work so <laughs> that check next week <laughs> look after a certain bill is paid yes <laughs> bayonetta 2 like it like it is going to be all and popping uh but pretty much that's uh kind of what i've been playing like i said getting ready to uh get some uh my backlog done and stuff like yakuza zero i had that on my sister for a while so i'm trying to work that out um trying to i was looking at my switch games and i think i'm ready to pop in like lego city uh and the sky of five getting ready to play those and soon i'll be returning back to xenoblade chronicles 2 and finishing that up uh but yeah, I just been uh, kind of getting some games and kind of low key playing the same ones a little bit over and over, making progress. And Master Hunter stories for 3D, uh, the 3DS is what I've been playing. So not too much. Uh, by Thursday, I'll have uh, more detailed games that I'll be playing. So hopefully, I'll be working on that backlog. Plus, I gotta. I promised somebody that I had to play Oxen Free, so I'm gonna load that back up on Xbox One and work on that game. Need to actually return to Lost Lost uh, Odyssey too. Yeah, yeah. Lost 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 Odyssey is really good. Um, man, what have I been playing? I've I haven't really been playing a lot, but I I I went rare game shopping the other day with my cousin, and like you know we we were traveling all over the state and stuff, just kind of hanging out and talking about games and a whole bunch of stuff and uh. Like, I saw a whole bunch of cool stuff this weekend. <laughs> I saw, like, the... I saw a complete in-box, a uh, Super Nintendo, the mini Super Nintendo. Not, like, the classic Ninten- Super Nintendo, but the redesigned one. With, complete in-box with uh, Mario All-Stars Plus World Kart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I Dude, I mean, if I had, like, just a little bit more disposable income, I probably would have bought that. Uh-huh. Uh and right next to it, I forgot to tell you this uh the other day, but right next to it was a Rob the Robot complete NES set. Like, 
Like oh a, wow! Like the robot and the NES and, and the yes. games yeah. and the attachments for like did, two two hundred eighty something dollars. What? Because wasn't a uh, wasn't a zapper part of it too? Yeah, there was the gray zapper that came yeah. with it, and then the second the second uh, round of zappers were orange, which is the one that I have. Uh, but yeah, it had the gray zapper in it too. Which I didn't know that they had an orange one because I remember the gray one. The gray one was two different grays with the red Nintendo on it because that's the first one. That's the one that I got. Yeah, see, I have the orange one. I didn't know the gray one. I didn't know there was a gray one until about ten years ago. Oh wow! Yeah, I remember that Rob the Robot Nintendo one because uh, I seen it in stores, and then one of my friends had it. And it was like it looked like it was a bigger box, but you could see a kind of everything on it. Mm-hmm. But that's when the boxes like for Nintendo. That was like I think the biggest like Nintendo console. It, yeah. it looked like a, almost as big as a suitcase. Yeah, it was big, <laughs> dude. That box was huge. Yeah, and then I remember the Sega Genesis. Uh, the Super Nintendo was a little bit smaller, and the Sega Genesis were kind was kind of big, but it was like almost a square in a sense yeah yeah it was uh <laughs> it was a uh, it was a big box uh what else did i see oh i saw i saw oh my uh the the uh my cousin's friend bought the uh remember those the weird what was that company's name that made these the black cartridges for nintendo but they weren't real nintendo carts Oh, Tang, um, Tang Tangen or Tang Tangen or something? Uh, Tenga, yeah, Tangen. Yeah, yeah. That was, he, that was he, Namco he, and Atari. Yeah. yeah, he bought the uh, Tetris, the that version of Tetris, complete in box for, uh, for. He found it for sixty bucks. That is a steal. I know, I know. He we we saw that, and then uh, I found the Game Boy Micro. Uh, the Famicom version of the Game Boy Micro yeah. for a hundred bucks, and I was like, "Man, there's so many cool things right now that I'm looking at." I'm like, "If I had more disposable income and a bigger game space, I would probably be buying all these to display." <laughs> yes, uh, yes. It's it's funny that you mentioned Tension. Uh, I actually beat Shinobi for the NES uh, with that game. Uh, yeah, just a. And then I beat the Sega Master System after, but that should no, that should no be on from tension. Ain't no joke. I was just like, uh, cause it it was like the cartridge. It was black, but I think at the end it was like a little curve or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, they don't like look a, like NES cartridges. They're literally just like black black rounded squares. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and only I, like the first generation of NESs could play them, but like. My cousin's friend said if you had like a second or third generation NES, like you could just put a like a paperclip in the the uh, where like the sense like the connectors were, and it would mm-hmm. it would play the game. So uh, that I think that's when uh, that guy uh, walked into Nintendo somehow got the documents to make games and stuff, and mm-hmm. then left, and then they made they started doing that mm-hmm. running away. Yeah, it was it was really cool to see that. What else did I see while we were out? I saw a bunch of weird stuff too. Um, <sighs> man, there's God, there's so much stuff. Oh, I saw the the translucent green Halo Two X, original Xbox. Ooh, uh, that was that was fifty bucks. 
Um, man, well, that's not bad. No, uh, the, dude, I saw so so much cool stuff. Uh, a bunch of game cubes, but like I only saw one purple one the whole time we were out. Because like purple ones are like harder to find because they it was only printed for like a year in, in purple. So, um, saw a lot of saw the the Metroid Prime uh, GameCube game, but it had like the bonus disc that yeah. version. Uh, saw that. Ooh, nice. Uh, saw we saw a lot of like uh, what else do we see? We saw oh we saw a bunch of like rare place original PlayStation games like Lunar, uh, both Lunar games, uh, Valkyrie Profile. Uh, I mean they're not like rare rare, but uh, Suikoden one or Suikoden one and two and uh, yeah man we saw a bunch of cool stuff. Oh they had a bunch of like NES games complete in box for like six and ten dollars and like none of them were like good NES games it was like uh, what were they I don't even remember what half I don't even I don't even remember half of these games um city connection or something like that you know, <laughs> one was like the adventures of Tom Sawyer and uh, oh that one was a classic around so around uh because that was uh Konami I think yeah I mean I had I have that game uh I've I've never got to play it uh they had like I don't know man they had some so many cool things uh but yeah, I mean, I didn't really play a lot of games this week. I did pick up a bunch of things, though. Um, I picked up a few Wii U games I was missing. Uh, I got Monster Hunter World for PS4, uh, Skyrim for Switch. Yes. Uh, I only need two more Switch games t- to complete the list of games that are out now. Uh, that you that you want because yeah I, that i want i mean there's they, dude i there's so many like indie games and stuff out there now that i'm just like i can't i'm I can't just talking about all. physical games yeah i can't i can't do it all i can't do the physical stuff for everything uh yeah because uh, we're not like doing trolling i i gotta get i should get that dragon dragon ball xenoverse 2 i need yeah. to get that i might like some of these indie games like lumo i might get the physical copy at some point yeah, I, I think I'm. I think well, after you mentioned that they was making a physical for Switch, I was going to wait and get that. Yeah, because uh, I mean we have it for PS4, but I'm just like, mm, yeah, no, I, I'm like I might if I end up like in the game when I'm on the go, I'll be I'll be wanting to play that in because well, since Sony doesn't feel like investing in reprinting Vitas, yeah, yeah, I need to like I need <clears throat> I need Sonic Forces which. I mean that's only like thirty bucks. I can really get that anytime I I want right. to, and like it's not really a big deal if I don't get Sonic Forces, to be honest with you. But uh, and the Lego Marvel Super Heroes two are like the last two on the on my list of games that I want to have in my collection. So uh, uh, mine is just a list of seventeen games. Then I just need to catch up. <laughs> uh, I mean, like if if like. There are certain indie games that I'm going to get the physical copy when they come out. Like Super Meat mm-hmm. Boy is getting a physical uh, edition, so I'll probably get that just to have. And uh, Lumo is another one. Uh, if Shovel Knight gets a physical copy, dude. Oh, that's you, a must. Uh, you like, better believe I'm buying that for a fifth time. Okay. Let's see. Like I own it more than five times. Let's see. Wii U, 3DS. Uh I, have to, I, I own a physical cartridge for 3DS. Yeah, I, ha- I have. Let's see. I have it on 3DS, Wii U, 
Switch, PS4, but I bought the PS4 version, so I automatically own the PS3 and Vita versions. Mm-hmm. And I own the Xbox One version. <laughs> because like <laughs> yeah. those versions have extra levels in them. Yeah, see, I didn't get uh, the PS4 and the Xbox versions uh, because... <clears throat> Me being dedicated to Nintendo, I would just like shovel night feels at home on Nintendo. So anytime they release it on the Nintendo platform, plus I got the shovel night amiibo, uh, it stayed on that platform. If it's going outside, I'm not doing it just to do fight Kratos. I'm not doing it because of Battletoads. I can't. Believe that, that I can't much. believe that hasn't happened yet, though. Like a physical copy. I can't believe it hasn't happened yet. Uh, you all, you telling me that like all these games are getting physical copies and shovel night hasn't gotten it yet. And like the only you, thing, you don't think the only thing, think. the only thing before you, I because I think I know where you're going. After King of Cards releases, they want to uh-huh. put all four campaigns on one cart, so people don't have right. to have an update for it. Right. That and I, I mean, think that's the only thing I think they're waiting on. And and I think that physical Switch copy is probably going to be like a fall release, like something like September or October. Um, oh, I can't wait. I cannot wait for. Gosh, I love Shovel Knight. I'm sorry, I got excited. Shovel Knight no, makes me no, happy. No, 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 that's completely Shovel fine. Knight makes me so happy. I, Every I, time I, I see just, it, I listen. I just to... must say this though. <sighs> I have not finished Shovel Knight yet. <laughs> Dude, oh, I you, mm, we're fighting later. Dude, when I was taking a shower, I was I was listening to uh the, I was listening to the soundtrack of Shovel Knight. It is so yes. good. And like it the, is. It's I love like, the soundtrack. The soundtrack of the game is good, but there is there's a there's a guy out there that like remixes uh soundtracks of video games. His name's DJ uh-huh. DJ Cutman. And he does like Yeah, a, I know DJ Cutman. Yeah, he yeah. does a lot of like Mega Man stuff and sh- he did a Shovel Knight remix and like everything just sounds like you think Shovel Knight's soundtrack is awesome, you listen to that and you're like, "Whoa! There needs to be lasers going off in my room." So. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. I Cutman does a good job. Yacht he does Club, a very good job. I know you're not listening. I mean, you could be. Somebody at Yacht Club could be listening. Please, please make a physical copy of Shovel Knight. Please. I will be emailing you shortly, by the way, because yes. I would like to get them on the show. We and, started and- we started communication, and they said they didn't want to talk about they didn't want to start scheduling interviews on podcasts until they had something to talk about for King of Cards. Mm-hmm. And then, well, here we are. So, yeah. so, and everybody, if you want to hear actually, uh, us talking to, to Jakob Lanes, uh, I will be posting Well, by the time you guys will see this, I will be posting the world one interview that me and Larry did with the guys at Yacht Club. So you guys will be able to hear that. Yeah. Uh, so I really I I have the I have the behind the scenes episode. I don't think I sent that to one to you. I have to send. Yeah, you have yeah. to send that to me. Uh, you have so, to the listen. Well, man, I want to ha- I want to get them on the show at some point after you know King of Cards comes out and you know when they can talk about everything. So yes, yes. Uh, I think that would be the best way because, like, you a lot of times you get developer interviews and they like can't say things about certain things or mm-hmm. you know, and I'm just like, I don't want to deal with all that. Like, I just want to talk about the game and without any like, Bleh, whatever, you know. So, um, I still need to beat the Plague Knight campaign. It's the only one I haven't beaten, but I've played through Shovel Knight and 
Spectre Knight a whole lot. Uh, but what's wrong, Ed? You look nothing. You look confused. No, okay. nothing. Okay. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I've been playing. Uh, I spent two and a half hours last night in the character creator for Monster Hunter. Two and a half hours. That character creator is amazing. I wish every game had Monster Hunter World's character creator. I'm not kidding. <sighs> I just had to put my uh, PS4 to sleep because the game started started playing. Uh-huh. And I was just like, uh, I don't want to get into this because I want to get on headset with you. <laughs> And like design. <laughs> yeah, I wanna. Dude, I love I love uh, customizing uh, customizing your. Yeah. Like when they give you a, like a lot of options at the beginning, and dude, it's so fun. Dude, it is so deep. It can be as simple as you want it to be, or as deep as you want it to be, and that's how I I like it. It's like mm-hmm. it reminds me of a more refined version of Mass Effects, like a Mass Effect Andromeda's character creator. Which like uh, with I know a lot of people have issues with that game, but that character creator was like it was a really good one, uh, which I didn't really explore because I just really wanted to get into the game. I think if I decided ever decide to go back and revisit it, I think I might fool around with it. Yeah. Uh, when you make a character, do you like try to make yourself, or do you just kind of do whatever? Um, I know for the skin tone, I kind of make it. Uh, kind of my skin tone or sometimes a little bit lighter uh my hair though uh i would have a red uh full hawk or something or i keep my character bald uh for my eyes i now try to go like yellow there's something about yellow eyes uh i know you have the beautiful blue eyes and stuff but i just like try to have my character have like yellow eyes but pretty much anything to that like i don't do glasses or anything uh i do try to do nice tattoos and stuff on it um that is one thing gotta... that is one thing that's not in the monster hunter game is tattoos you can do like face painting yeah. There's no tattoos, and that's what I was like. I was like, man, I want some cool tattoos on my hunter, but I can't. You can't. Well, I, th- I think it, it kind of makes sense because you have all that armor on, right. so you wouldn't really want to see it. Yeah, but uh, there's there's armor pieces that show like your forearms and or your your like your biceps and stuff and shoulders and oh. stuff. But okay. I don't know. Yeah, sometimes the face tattoos of uh, the face tattoos because I even did it in Destiny too, mm-hmm. uh, where. Uh, there was a tattoo kind of like under the eye. It's like a line one that's over the eye. I did that one because I like I like that design. Um, uh, and, and pretty much I of course make my character muscular. I've never designed a female character. I just can't do, I just can't do female characters because I, it just doesn't feel right with with me. And it's just like I don't know how I want you to look in the game. See, like if, I'm the complete opposite. I always make a female character. Always. Always. Yeah. And like I like I don't know how to make a cool looking guy character, but I can make a cool looking <laughs> female character. Isn't isn't it weird? That's so weird. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just like with some female characters, if it's if it's already designed in the game, 
I'll play that female character or they have a cool look. Like when it comes to like creating for me, it's like male characters. Um, and not to be sexist or anything. It's just that I just don't know how I want a female character to look in that game. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I spent like two, two hour, two and a half hours on that character creator last night. Cause I was like <laughs> playing with all the, like the sliders and stuff, trying to see how ridiculous you could get. And then I kind of reset everything. and was like, okay, let's, let's make like a real character. But like, I was so tired last night that I don't know if I'm happy with my character or not yet. So I might, <laughs> I might just like start a new character and, and do that. Cause I haven't played any of the game yet. So, <laughs> uh, but I did that. Uh, NBA 2K, still playing that a lot. Celeste, I'm 300 deaths in, I think. <laughs> Dude, Celeste is really good, too. I, I, man, that game is, like, it's just really, really good, so. Yeah. Oh, man. Which is probably a new story that we'll talk about, because, uh, great things about that game. Yeah. I should say. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, but other than that, Super Meat Boy. I mean, it's it's the same couple games I've been playing. I'm wait. I'm still waiting for Bayonetta to come out. You know, I'm still waiting for right. all these games that are like, oh, I just want them really bad. So, yeah, uh, we'll see. I have all these, dude. I have all these long RPG games that I've like picked up just for like a collection, like Persona Five and Monster Hunter World and and Skyrim. I've all I've gotten all within the last like month, and I'm like. I don't. I know I don't have that much time to play any of these games. So why right. do I own all three games? <laughs> and just like, <sighs> it's a gamer's life, man. Got it. Just, but like, Monster Hunter looks really cool, and I, I am excited to play that game because like I I have a PlayStation Four Pro, and I did a frame rate performance, and that it runs so buttery smooth. It's just like. Uh, no frame rate hitches and it's like it's like the complete opposite of bloodborne <laughs> where in like it just like oh man i i like bloodborne but like man that sometimes that animation can get rough like it can I, get real slow <laughs> i just uh i, I so yeah oh. yeah unless i'm just gonna leave it at that man i i love it man i love I love, gosh, the character creator in Monster Hunter is so good. Uh, but since Monster Hunter is not on Switch, we should probably talk about some Nintendo games. Uh, it is on 3DS, though. You should get the 3DS version, guys. It's really good. Yeah. Um. Okay, let's get into some of these news bits, Ed. There's uh, there's not really a whole lot of news, uh, but there are. there's a lot of rumors happening, and there's a lot of uh, games... Uh, that are supposedly coming to switch and rumors and all these kind of cool things. A lot of people got hands on with Labo too. So, uh, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I'm trying to find that story here. There's, there's a, uh, there's a new thing for Labo that they announced on Twitter, uh, about the Nintendo garage, which is, uh, where you can kind of like, take the different sets or make your own labo stuff and kind of like it's like a really light programming like basic programming mm -hmm. uh, where you know somebody was controlling the remote control cars with the motorcycle steering wheel set 
and uh, somebody took the framework of the piano and made a working guitar, which was really cool to see. Uh-huh. So, I mean, there's a, there's a lot more to this than we initially thought, and I think that's really cool because I was wondering, like, how are they going to do that? How are they going to, you know, really kind of dive into that? And, yeah, man, Lavo's going to be cool. I'm feeling it. I feel good about it. It, it seems like a lot of people who have actually been trying it out, like some of the reporters, like it, it seems so weird to them. And then they try it, and it, it just feels like all of them turn into kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's been really positive. And even though there's always going to be some concerns, it was just like you could your concerns kind of go away once you have it in your hand and you're just playing, you know. And it like it makes you feel like a child. And normally with a child, you don't think about concerns. You don't think about anything. You think about the fun that you're having in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it I think I think there's a lot of cool things happening with that. And like just the way that they said, Hey, you can combine sets or you can make your own things and program them to work the way you want them to. Like Yeah. That's amazing. That's that's so I mean, it's just like a lot of other Nintendo things where, like, it can be as simple as you want it to be or as deep as you want it to be. Like, it's just, oh, man, it's so interesting. Yeah. It's so interesting to see what they're doing. Like we said when we did our reactions to, uh, reactions to it, people are going to be customizing this. They're going to be making their own Nintendo or their Labo ones, and it's going to be crazy. It's going to be so cool. And hopefully they put the instructions. I'd be like, if you guys want to design it, here go the instructions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's super cool. So, uh, so that's happening for Labo. Uh, that was kind of like the big news that came out last week. But uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of rumors, Ed. There's a there's there's a lot of rumors. Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy could be coming to Switch next year. I don't really care about Crash Bandicoot, but I know a lot of people do. Uh, and I know a lot of people thought that this was going to happen a lot sooner. Uh, oh, so. shoot. Everybody thought it was supposed to be on Xbox One. I know. Uh, here's here's the report. According to a report, publisher Activision is looking to bring its Crash Bandicoot series to Nintendo Switch. Uh, this comes from the merchandising uh, licensing company, GBI, who would know a thing or two if they are managing Crash Bandicoot's uh, merchandising business. Activision said that they want to bring Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy to the Switch next year, as well as a new game in 2019 as well. Uh, The company is also said to be planning more Crash Bandicoot through 2022. Uh, The the news can be found uh, in the latest issue of Licensing Sourcebook Europe, which you can read here if you click the link, blah, blah, blah. So... (laughs) It's weird, dude. Just remember, remember in 1996 when Sonic and Crash and Mario were all fighting for your attention, and now you mm-hmm. can play them all on the same system. Mm-hmm. Man, how that just shows you how powerful that Nintendo has always been the leader with platform games with Mario. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. Yeah, when Insane Trilogy came out, it sold a ton in Europe. Yeah, not so much here. I think Activision is now trying to <clears throat> capitalize on the success on the Switch, so they're trying to get some of that Nintendo Sweet money. Uh, now, will Crash 
that came from the Skylander Imaginarium uh, uh, sets with that play as an amiibo if it comes to Crash Bandicoot on Switch. We don't know yet. Uh, it's a good idea. I don't think this is going to do anything. And I think Activision themselves is already too late to the party. Yeah. Now, I, like if this would have come out six months after the PlayStation 4 version, mm-hmm. I could see it doing well. But I think everybody's like crash hype is kind of like over uh, it, unless you know what? unless it's... they announce this alongside the new game that people want. Uh-huh. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know how much because like i don't have any affinity for crash bandicoot but like then again i never i never owned a playstation so it's 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 not even about crash it's about activision themselves like they didn't really line up with nintendo with the nintendo switch when it was even announced like they haven't lined up for for nintendo since uh black ops 2 came out for wii u Exactly, and even though they did sales, and even though they seen great sales with their Skylander games, that's completely fine. Activision should have been with Nintendo Switch, like at the beginning, like they should have had hinted at uh, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy coming out for Switch. This should have already been done. Now I know this, there was no the latest... there was no guarantee success. Uh, oh, guarantee. Uh, expectations that Switch was going to be a success. But you still should at least been like, okay, let's see what the Switch does, and let's put Crash Bandicoot out with the system. I mean, this would have been the perfect test. Like, you know how people put games out to test the waters to see yeah. how... Like, L.A. Noir for Rockstar. This would have been a perfect thing for them to say, let's test the waters with this, let's set our expectations to see how Activision games do on Switch, and let's do it with Crash. Uh, and then we'll move from there to see if something like Call of Duty or Destiny or something would fit on the platform, right? right? And so, like, even if I think even if it came out in like December last year, I think people would have been excited for it because they're like, man, yes. this is exciting. But you know, with all these all these like Nintendo games coming out, and we just got Mario Odyssey, which is clearly better than Crash Bandicoot. Uh, like, yeah, I'm sorry, it, it is. Like, I know I. I'm not super high on Mario Odyssey, but I can clear I can clearly tell you that it's better than Crash Bandicoot. Uh I don't know, man. Later this like next year, next year that's 11 months away. You really want to you really want to port a year and a half old game, uh, a year and a half old remaster of a 20-year-old game to a new system? And everybody's not going to like if you're porting this game to next year, dude. You, they're going to have to fight against Pokemon if it comes out in 2019. They're going to have to fight against uh, Metroid Four. Like they're going to have to fight with Nintendo themselves. If Nintendo strong has a strong lineup for 2019, like why would you? Why would you, as a developer and a publisher, wait that long just to see what, what? Uh, how the system is going to do. What I, f- I feel like apparently happened is that they, Bethesda has been getting so much love and has been making so much pro- uh, uh, so much revenue off of Nintendo with the good sales of Doom and hopefully Wolfenstein uh, and even with, with Skyrim. Like, they've been getting that money on from Nintendo players and they're still getting some. Mm-hmm. They got that positive spin and having no other third party has uh Western third party has been saying anything about that. Yeah. 
I just, and so now Activision wants to jump in and get it. Yeah, I mean, it would be different if like, I don't know, man. It just seems like, dude, that's like two and a half years after the game came out. Like, and like, I know, like, we want ports of games and and we want games coming to Switch, but like, man, I don't know, man. It just it seems too late. Like a year and a half afterwards is like, oh, yeah, it's too late. I don't know. So, speaking of Activision, Ed, Call of Duty in 2018 could be Black Ops 4. Why do we care as Nintendo fans? Because Activision wants to bring it to Switch. Uh, A bunch of rumors this morning indicated that this year's Call of Duty title will reportedly be Black Ops 4, the sub-brand of Call of Duty that is the most popular among fans. Uh, And it... uh, And rumors say that Activision wants to bring it to Nintendo Switch as well. The rumor comes from the same source who accurately predicted Nintendo Labo and Dark Souls on the Switch. Uh, Black Ops 4 is supposedly set in the modern times, and the Switch version will support HD rumble and motion controls. Uh, Finally, Activision is said to have outsourced the Switch port of the game to an outside studio familiar with Call of Duty games. Uh, would you like to buy Call of Duty on Switch? Blah, blah, blah. Let us know. Blah, blah, I think it's, once again, it's still late. Yay. No, well, it's, ca- it's Switch. I mean, it's I not. Mean, it's not. But, the only thing is, is like, this is not. It's the same version as the other games coming out. It, this isn't see, the this crash is, situation. But this is the problem that is late. It's because guess what? Call of Duty 4 is going to be marketed big on PlayStation 4 and it's exclusive. Mm-hmm. The Xbox One party might get some love. They are not going to care about that Switch mm-hmm. version. But if the Switch if the Switch port does or the Switch version d- does numbers, yeah, you're going to see two or three stories about that. And that's completely fine. But Activision is going to go all in. Cuz guess what Activision, if you were going to go all in on Switch, you would not have no one porting this game. You would be doing the work yourself. Well, I mean, I mean, look at the Doom port though. The Doom well, port is well, great. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I mean, if they get somebody, if they get somebody that cares about po- the porting process, like yeah. Blue Point or Panic Button or you know someone like that, then yeah, I'm all for port. But if they're just gonna give it to someone like I don't know High Moon, that is like, oh, it's a bunch of people who used to make Transformers games and now they're stuck making Call of Duty maps. Like, I don't want that. Like, no offense to High yeah. Moon Studios or anything, but like. They used to make great games, and now they they've been relegated to a Call of Duty support studio. You know, right? So, and see, and see, and that and that's what I feel like with Activision is too late. Why can't why can't you guys do it in house? If you can make all this, if you can make all this money off the Call of Duty series, you should have enough to have three teams at least to be able to make that one game for yeah. each system. You 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 had the top selling game of 2018 if it's reported that way. So all that money that you got, even plus before microtransactions, you want to send it out to someone else to do it? Yeah. I mean, why can't you do it in yourself? Now, it was all good that if it comes to Switch. Congratulations. Completely fine with that. Let's see how Nintendo Online Structure works with it. But I feel I still feel like it's too 
late and that this game is not going to get the care that it should be giving because they're going to feel like we're going to market it over to PlayStation owners and for some Xbox one and whatever the, whatever Nintendo does with the Switch version it does like I I don't think Activision is going to put the time and care and money into that game like they should yeah I don't know. I I would be interested. I'd be more interested in if they ported the campaigns from one, two, and three <laughs> on one cart instead of like the multiplayer stuff. Because you know, like, no offense to like the Wii U version of Black Ops Two, but nobody was playing online on on Wii U. And like, but I they know, said that I, was the best version. I'm af- I'm afraid oh, of Black Ops Three. Uh, I'm af- I'm afraid that like nobody's gonna be playing on Switch and like. I'd rather just have them like make a giant campaign uh, collaboration of like one, two, and three, or even four instead of like, you know, I, I don't know. I don't want like the dumbed down multiplayer experience either. And I just feel like this is going to be one of those situations where people are going to play on Xbox One and PS4 because yeah. that's where the better version is. And uh, not, not trying to like downgrade the Switch version or anything, but like it's where their friends are at. It's the better version. It's the better experience. The, online connections are better and you know you have the full multiplayer suite instead of like a dumbed down version because it wouldn't all fit on the same thing uh right so and and people and people feel like they they don't care how the game looks they just want it to run good and get the and get the and get the same treatment like the other two mm mm-hmm like you know, I mean, if the if if it runs fine and it works and it's like the full multiplayer suite and like yeah and I know they uh you know sorry i just got a message from matt uh trying to like make this game the the same version like that's fine like i'm all for it i'm all for having parity across all the consoles that's all we've ever wanted right but and maybe like okay maybe the graphics don't look as good but like you look at something like nba 2k where like it doesn't it doesn't really look as good but the game is parody with the other versions you know there's some slight differences or some uh textures that aren't in the game because the game can't run it that way it runs at 30 frames instead of 60 frames but you know i would rather them give me a 720p 60 frames a second version of of the playstation 4 version on switch uh instead of like oh it runs a 1080 and 30 frames or maybe it doesn't run as well so but I I don't want to be neg I don't want to be negative either though because like I want that I want Nintendo to have all the same games that Xbox yes. One and PS4 does like I I don't want I don't want to feel like I'm being negative about this because I I know just for me I just feel passionate and I just feel like treat treat this system I'm like even though I feel like you're they're late to the party treat this system like the other two all I care is about getting fair treatment yeah and that in that fair polish th- that's just for me yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. I, I mean, if it's, if it's a parody version, I, I'm all for having big games like call of duty on switch. I really mm-hmm. am. Uh, I just, I want, I just hope Activision takes the same, uh, provides the same attention to detail the way that Bethesda and panic button have done yes. with their games. So speaking of more does a great job yeah sorry about that no panic button has done a great job it's like doom and like for i hope you know wolfenstein's gonna be the same way yes 
Um, speaking of games coming to Switch, there's a new rumor, Ed, that Mario Party 11 is coming in 2019. Uh, let's read this here. Sorry, I need to reply to Matt about NGR. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, everybody. Uh, according to rumors, yes, a lot of rumors these days, uh, ND Cube, a subsidiary of Nintendo, is working on Mario Party 11. The game is targeted for a 2019 release on the Nintendo Switch. The last Mario Party game for a home console was Mario Party 10, released in 2015 on the Wii U. That game wasn't well received by fans or critics, and is one of the lowest rated Nintendo games of all time on Metacritic uh, with a score of 66. You know it's so. <laughs> True. True. So, I mean, Mario Party is going to be a hit or miss for me. It depends on... I want... I want what I want is like Mario Party 2 through 6. <laughs> like, what, like a version <laughs> like that where it's like a board yeah. game... And after your turn, depending on what squares you land on, you get that type of minigame, right? Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. I want. I don't want the Mario Party 10, 9 or 10, where you're like all moving at the same time and you're not really competing against each other and it's all just like a waste of time, pretty much. <laughs> not yeah. that, I mean, Mario Party is a big waste and, of time, but like, you know what I mean. And I know people are not going to like this, but. I could see them doing Mario Party 11, like a, like a basic game and everything. And if you want power-ups, you have to go to the store and buy cars. Like how they did the sports one for 3DS. Uh, I could see ca- your cars being uh, used. And if you use that car in a board game, you have to wait the next day to play, to use that card again. Yeah. So like it, like it reads your packs and everything. So I could see that happening with Mario Party 11. Uh, we did stay, we smile to each other. Uh, hello, Sana. Uh, <laughs> My wife's home, everybody. Yeah. Uh, we did reply to each other in, in a message board, in a chat. We were just like, well, we expected this to happen. <laughs> so, True. but uh, I'm I'm cool with it. I, I, I expect it to happen. When it gets revealed, I don't know yet. I want to say maybe E3, maybe a Nintendo Direct in the fall. Uh, but I can kind of see that being a route. And I would kind of would love to see a multi-board where you where you get to select what like you're all on one board, but you have to go do different sections to get to that star. And uh. Depending on what lands on, on each each person's like kind of directional path on that one board, I should say, if they land on something to move your star, then that's the way that the star gets moved. So if you land on a spot that's just be like, if you win this mini game, you get to choose who who gets their star move, and you and the other people would not know, so they can't watch it. So, I, I think they could do go different routes with this Mario Party 11. Yeah. Now, Mario Party 2 to 6, I will definitely be pre-ordering that, like, <laughs> way if that happens. Because I love the N64, and I definitely love the GameCube game versions. Like, Mario Party 4, 3 or 4 on Game... Was it 3 or 4 Four, 3 was on N64. 4 was the first one on GameCube. Okay. Then it's four on GameCube. I love that one. Yeah. I think that's the best. That's probably one. the best one, to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, 
I don't know. Eight wasn't bad either on Wii. It was just Wii. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so Ed, did you see this weird new accessory available in Japan for Switch? No, I have it's, not. It's it's a it's a portable like thing. It's a thing that goes around your neck. And it's like a harness, and then it folds up, and you put the screen in front of you, and it has a holster for the Pro Controller, so you can play your Switch <laughs> like this, with it like sitting like right in front of you like this. <laughs> oh. Uh, it's, uh, it's really weird. It doesn't even have a name, like in the article. It's just this... this uh, do you, I don't even know how to explain it. It's going to be the you cover have, for the episode, though. I'm going to tell yes, you, you have to post it in a group. I have to see this. Uh, oh, okay, my. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna Facebook. I'm just gonna send a link to you in, in the Facebook chat because it's amazing. This thing is amazing. It's like I don't even know how to explain it. It's like this. It's just this harness that goes around your neck, and it loops up. And there's this little thing at the end of it that holds the screen in front of your face. Uh, and you can either play with the Joy-Cons or the Pro Controller. And, like, you could, like, sit on the... It's showing a girl sitting on the bus playing it with it like this. And I'm like, who would be, like... Who would have the nerves to go play something like this? <laughs> uh, so, that's weird. It oh, just, my goodness. It, it's I, just, like, the weirdest thing. Th- that's, uh, that's too much. Yeah, but it's Japan, so <laughs> you, I expect nothing less. There, I sent it to you in the Facebook chat. <laughs> uh, oh my goodness! Uh, it's it's weird. Uh, the last the last kind of big news story we're gonna get to today, and I'm I'm gonna await your reaction to this. Uh, but are you seeing this? Are you? Seeing- I it's coming. I I'm scrolling down to see it. Because this this like is what to be the most insane thing ever. Yeah, pretty much. But going with the next story. Okay, the next story. uh, Nintendo president is open to partnering with other tech companies. Nintendo president Tatsumi Kimishima recently spoke to Japanese business outfit Nikkei, uh, where he revealed at an interesting bit of news. He said Nintendo is open to merge other companies' technologies with their own and are open to investing in such companies as well. Uh, Quote, The technological advancement in the world is fast. While we're looking at front-end technology, we're always thinking about the future of Switch. Recently, even though we had to decrease... We had decreased profit for eight years straight, we kept investing in R&D. Because we had lots of funds, we were able to develop Switch and completed a lineup of appealing games in the first year. Producing explosive hits is, is Nintendo's value Ooh, of existence. What, mm. Or did you react to that thing? <laughs> this is a ridiculous mess. What is this? Oh, I'm sorry, everybody. I wasn't trying to laugh through the story. But I, uh, what? I know, right? Isn't that ridiculous? Isn't that the weirdest thing you've ever seen in your life? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm going to continue this quote here. Producing explosive hits is Nintendo's value of existence. There are many interesting technologies and other companies outside Nintendo. 
if it's possible to merge them with our co with our company's technology, we will also consider investing outside. Uh, Nintendo, Nintendo doesn't typically talk about potential relationships with other companies, especially companies that might it might invest in or acquire. Kimishima didn't spe uh, specifically. Uh, Kimishima didn't specify which companies he had in mind, but it's one of the first times that he's openly talking about using and incorporating outside technology. They tend mm -hmm. to create virtually all their own technology, whether it's hardware or software. So that's interesting. I mean, we already know they worked with uh, NVIDIA with the, for the Switch, right? And so, like, that's not really anything that we should really be surprised about that they would use other tech in their systems uh you know i do i mean i know they use a lot of their own proprietary technology but nintendo's changing in the fact that you know they might use other technology and future platforms or even uh switch uh switch 2.0 or whatever it'd be cool yeah so uh but what do you th what do you think about them using other technology i think it's cool like this be... harness that you can play your Switch on the bus. That's just a hot mess. <laughs> uh, I think it's cool. I think, uh, you know, they have a lot of ideas that they want to do with Switch. And uh, I think they could do a lot of stuff with this. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. So, um, okay. Is there, let's see, is there anything else I missed? Is there anything I missed? Um. Um, I think I got everything. I think I did it. I mean, there's a yeah. couple speed running things. Uh, somebody beat Super Mario World in under a minute. Under one minute. Yeah. One minute. Uh, there's, I don't know there's how a, that's possible. There's a glitch in the first level where you can climb into Bowser's castle, I guess, apparently. <laughs> so, uh, and then somebody's, somebody beat their own Super Mario 64, uh, record. Oh, I don't want to watch the video. No. No. Okay. Uh, so there's a couple speed runs happening. And then uh, I don't want to spoil anything for Bayonetta because there's a couple new things in Bayonetta 2 on the Switch version. But I don't want to spoil yeah. that for myself. So sorry, guys. You don't um, have to know unless you want to. But, yeah, well, if you guys go to Nintendo Life, they do have the comparison video up. Yeah. For switching uh, Wii U. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of it. This the Smash uh, style, the Smash Brothers style game brawl out is getting a physical release. Uh, these are, I'm just gonna run down a few little uh, Switch things. So uh, both the Room and Amnesia games are being considered for Switch ports, um, which would be interesting to see that. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think that's it. Uh, we do have one question for question block this week, Ed. Oh, um, cool. It's from our expansion pack winner. Uh, let me, let me pull it up real quick here. Oh my gosh. Email stop. Hate you. Every time I got to open something, it gives me like 20 loaded emails at the same time. So, oh no. Uh, so uh so this is from uh listener writer greg schnabel he writes in and asks 
After almost seven years, I finally joined the 3DS family. Uh, bought a 2DS XL last week with Metroid Samus Returns. I'm planning, yes. on, I'm planning on picking up the new Nintendo Selects coming out soon, but are there any other games I should try? There's a lot of games you should try. 3DS is a yes. great system. Uh, uh, Master Hunter Stories. Do give that one a try. Uh, um, I do rec- definitely recommend that game. Um, of course, you got the Pokemon, you got the Mario's and stuff like that. But uh, Metroid Prime Federation Force. Uh, what we, what me and Corey talked about, Shovel Knight. Pick up Shovel Knight for 3DS because not only do you get the game, you get the soundtrack that you can download. So you can listen to those great tunes while gaming. Uh, um, Luigi's Mansion is a good one. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles. Um, for new 3DS, they, it works on a new 2DS XL. Mm-hmm. So you can pick that one up. Uh, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, I think, is is one of the better games that isn't talked about a lot. Yes, that yeah, and a link between worlds that needs yeah. to be uh, picked up also. Yeah, that's a uh, that's coming in the new Nintendo Selects line on the sixteenth. So, um, yeah. um, if you feel like being retro, you can get the uh, uh, Mega Man Legacy Collection. Uh, oh, also because you got the new two D two D XL, check out some of the Super Nintendo games. Yeah. On the, um, like, yeah. Uh, let's see. If you like RPGs, Bravely Default and Bravely Second are good ones. Uh, I recommend Bravely Default over Bravely Second. And mm-hmm. if you're going to play Second, you're going to want to play the first one anyway. But uh, Bravely Default is a great one. Oh, Fire Emblem Awakenings. Yeah. I, yeah. All, I mean, any of the Fire Emblem games, really. Uh, but well, Awakenings, definitely. I would say Awakening is probably the best 3DS Fire Emblem. Uh, but Fire Emblem... Be prepared Bir- to laugh, though. Fate's, <laughs> that game is funny. Uh, Fate's Birthright, I would recommend over Conquest if you're going to go that route. Uh, just because it's a little bit friendlier to newcomers to the series, I don't know if you've played a lot of Fire Emblem or not. But uh, Birthright's definitely friendlier to newcomers than Conquest is. Uh, yes, Codename Steam is interesting. You could probably get it if you're looking for a physical copy for like seven or eight bucks at this point. Uh, it wasn't really uh, well received, but like it's an interesting take on the strategy. Uh, if you've played Valkyria Chronicles, it's kind of a similar type game where. Uh, it's a like a strategy RPG, but you move actually move with your units. So, yeah, um, Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm is a good one. Um, if you never played the Phoenix Wright games, uh, they're available on the eShop. They're all digital, so you'll definitely enjoy the, those games. Uh, Professor the Professor Layton series. Yeah, on there's uh, three 3DS. games on 3DS now. So yeah, um, yeah, those ones are good. Mario and Luigi, those games are really good. Uh, Dream yes. Team is really funny, uh, you know, and you can play the DS ones on there too, obviously. But uh, oh, oh, biggest recommendation: Box Boy. All three Box Boy games. <gasps> yes. I, I, if you like puzzle games, like Box Boy is like all three of those games are amazing. Uh, they're only five bucks a piece on the eShop, and they are worth playing. Yes, they, they those are a must. Yeah, I there those are a must. Because um, they're just oh, they're, the puzzles are so good. 
and even with some of the like little like music and costumes and stuff it's it's very it's a very charming game but it'll it'll suck you in and they'll take any time so you're waiting for somebody you'll be like oh i thought you left no i've been back i've been going for 15 minutes i've just been working on this one <laughs> i know and you're gonna want to like find the crowns too because there's crowns yes. in every level and like you can beat the level but you're gonna want to figure out how to get that crown while conserving your blocks for the next level and it's like oh it's so good it's so they are really really good games uh yes. yeah other good puzzle games though pushmo is another good one kind of yeah, on that's the same, a pretty good one on the same level of uh, box boy it's it pushmo is really good you Cra- really have to think though yeah about that. oh yeah uh crashmo and stretchmo weren't as good but they're still they're still decent puzzle games uh so what else uh, there's there's other games too man there's so many 3ds games there are so many 3ds games um if, if you feel like creating um i would still say try super mario maker if oh, you yeah. want to uh create your own mario games i yeah. think that would be cool yeah especially if you don't have a wii u like mario maker yoshi's woolly world yeah uh, still on there uh and I, I have to say, if you get Poochie, Yoshi and Poochie, where did you get the Bebo or not? Just play that game with headphones and listen to that good soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, Yoshi and Poochie, if you like 2D side-scrollers, Donkey Kong Country tri- uh, Returns is on there. Not yeah. Tropical Freeze Returns, the first one, is on there with like 15 or 20 new levels uh, that you should try. I, th- I think that Donkey Kong Country Returns is super underrated. Uh, right. And- uh, like atlas rpgs like uh persona q um uh there was another one i cannot think of it uh, uh i think shimangami say four the etrian odyssey games are on there too if you like dungeon crawling yeah. rpgs uh i'm pulling out my list because i know i'm forgetting something that's probably somewhat important yeah, ch- check out our Game of the Year one and some of our old uh, Nintendo episodes. We kind of did a list of 3DS games. Uh, uh, if you're into the Shantae games, the uh, Shantae and the Pirate's Curse is a good one to have. Uh, that yeah, game. and have Genie Hero. Yeah. They have Genie Heroes on our th- uh, 3DS. Yeah. Uh, oh, and it probably has one of the best Mario Karts on the system too, Mario Kart 7. Mario Kart 7 is really good. Yeah. Uh, I know like a lot of people... I mean, I prefer eight, but if you have to have it on a handheld, like Mario Kart Seven is great too. So, uh, Pokemon Alpha, Omega, uh, and uh, the other one—they're good. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, most Pokemon games are good. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, they said Sun and Moon too is good. Yeah, so um, check that out. I'm saving a bunch of questions for a Power Block uh, question block episode. So you know, I there's been so much news lately that I just can't like but i wanted to get greg's question in here because he's a he's a good listener he yes he listens a lot so greg your item is on its way yeah congratulations greg woo yay (laughs) uh but that said this is this is gonna be nintendo power block you know this is this was a good episode this was a nice solid episode it ran longer than arsenal x this week (laughs) spoilers (laughs) Uh, Ed was really tired when we did Arsenal X when yes, we recorded. I, like I was under the weather badly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you can find us on ngrradio.com or on youtube.com/ngrradio. Please like, subscribe, and share our road to 500. 
uh, begins with you listeners. So if you want to just click on over, there's a link in the description of the episode. So if you want to click over there and just give us a, a subscribe, even if you don't watch the videos, you know, uh, check out expansion, expansion pack, which is our, uh, weekly YouTube segment for Nintendo or maybe non Nintendo content. <laughs> yes. Uh, emails, email us at, uh, Nintendo Powerblock at gmail.com. We want to, we want your questions for a question block. We want a big meaty question block episode coming up soon. So, uh, let us know what your questions are and, uh, what you want us to talk about. They can be Nintendo related. They cannot be Nintendo related. They can be whatever else, you know, we're, we're open to everything here. Uh, yes. so, uh, yeah. Follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, and, and everybody also check out our mini blocks. Uh, sometimes we post them like good questions and good rumors come out and sometimes good ideas. And me and Corey just, we talk about it just, we'll just be like, you know what? We got to do a mini block because our last mini block is super good. Like literally check that episode out. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. So, uh, but Ed, where can we find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at that pressure code, and you can find my podcast Optional Opinion on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and other podcast apps. Uh, new episodes will be dropping very soon. Uh, everybody, and I just have been under the weather. Uh, things have been changing, but new episodes will be coming. I, I and I have some good discussions. Yay! Yay! Uh, you can follow me at Corey and HD on Instagram and Twitter. You can. Uh, find me on a plethora of other NGR radio content, uh, download our family of shows. We'd really appreciate it if you did that as well. Our shows keep growing and you guys, uh, we appreciate you downloading the shows and telling your friends and everything. So, uh, let's see what else I think. I think that's it. Power block on Twitter. Yeah. Follow us at NGR power block on Twitter and Nintendo power block, uh, on Instagram. There's some stuff up there. Sometimes I'm trying. Yes. Sorry. I uh, haven't been really good with social media lately. <laughs> I've been, I need to get better. Trust me. I've just been like all over the place. Last week, I kind of took a week off of like everything. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, uh, thank you guys so much for watching or listening. Uh, hopefully, you subscribe and rate us in all those places. Uh, and until yeah. next time, we love you. Bye, everybody. Woo-hoo.